Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young-onset Parkinson's called Rebound. His story is well worth knowing, especially if you know someone with Parkinson's. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader? Audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's Foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. I will never understand why the Milwaukee Bucks ever have Giannis Antetokounmpo attack face-up against the set defense. That's my takeaway from Game 3 between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Won by the Bucks, 86-83. But they did it in spite of Giannis doing something that has me shifting my view of who he is or how he is as a player. I can tell you right now what he's going to do when he faces up. He's going to drive left. He's going to spin right halfway down the lane. And then he's going to look to finish at the rim. Or he's going to take a step back. Now, if I know that, if I can tell you that, I assure you, teams playing him know that. As soon as he starts to go left, he's looking for an opportunity to come back right. A second defender just has to time it. And he's got a strip or a tie-up. And I swear, Giannis turns the ball over at least one out of three times attacking that way. And it's not as if I haven't seen this before. It's just I felt like they had curbed the habit. At the very least, the defender gets there a little late. He'll force Giannis to pick up his dribble. And he's going to spin back and try to try a fadeaway jumper. Which he's hitting about 35% of the time. Getting him the ball at the same depth just outside the paint, with a live dribble still in his pocket, makes a world of difference. And I don't think I imagine that I saw the Bucks do that a lot this season. A healthy dose of that, combined with Giannis being the roller on pick and rolls, and he'd be so much more effective against set defenses and half-court sets. 
Even when he backs down, spins into that fadeaway jumper and misses, it doesn't lead to a fast break the way getting stripped spinning at full speed does. I learned this long ago watching Rick Carlisle coach the Indiana Pacers with Jermaine O'Neal. O'Neal preferred the right block or the right mid post, but he could work from either side of the floor. Carlisle had at least a half dozen different plays, all designed to get the ball to O'Neal in one of his favorite spots, while the defense was still shifting because of all the pre-motion that was in the play. That's where today's game has been dumbed down. Now the ball is simply handed to LeBron or Luka or James Harden above the three-point line. They call for a pick, either to turn the corner or to get a switch onto the defender they want to attack. They do so, looking either to get to the rim or if a help defender comes, kicking it to wherever the help came for a three-pointer or maybe another drive and then another kick for a three-pointer. It could be a little more complicated than that depending on how the defense rotates, but that's essentially it. Wash, rinse, repeat. Now, I never considered Giannis a player who liked to flex his superstardom or the power that comes with it. I'll never forget being in the Bucks practice facility well after practice had ended and Giannis was down on the court learning how to catch and throw a football and run wide receiver routes. This was in the day when the Bucks were still just amazed that they were able to get a player of this ability. He was still raw. This was before his MVP years. And there was an innocence and genuine appreciation, not just for being an NBA player and all that comes with it, but being in America. It's one of the reasons I never saw him leaving Milwaukee for someplace else. An American star might turn his nose up at playing in Beer Town, USA, and want to be where there's more nightlife or endorsements or strip clubs or months of warm weather or a franchise that simply has had more success winning championships. Someone with Giannis's background is grateful that he's recognized as a citizen. I kid you not. Born to Nigerian parents in Greece, he wasn't recognized as a Greek citizen until he was 18. He was essentially stateless. His parents had to leave his older brother behind with his grandparents in Lagos. And his parents had trouble finding work in Greece, which prompted Giannis and his brothers to hawk handbags and watches and sunglasses on the street to help make ends meet. A guy who's had that kind of experience is just happy to have his entire family around him under one roof. And whether it's cold outside too many months of the year, or there's no Rodeo Drive to go shopping on, that's not going to bother a dude like that. But I've always thought that that self-effacing, humble approach and attitude also was on the court. And now I'm beginning to wonder. For the first time ever, I'm beginning to wonder. I got the first whiff of entitlement from him in this current series with the Nets. Or the sense that he knows how he wants to play and he's decided he's going to do what he wants. Now, it's not uncommon for stars to make their own decisions or override what the coach might want to do in a certain situation, at least not in the pros. 
In most cases, the coach isn't going to have a fit about it in the moment. Or maybe ever. It depends on how secure the coach is and how convinced he is that his way works better than his star player's way. Now, I've heard rumblings that his relationship with Coach Mike Budenholzer isn't the greatest. And I've heard it from enough places that I believe there has to be some truth to it. Not every coach-star relationship is hunky-dory, of course, but I'm waiting to see some sort of exchange between Bud and Giannis that indicates they're collaborating. The way, for instance, we see Quinn Snyder talking with Donovan Mitchell, or Steve Kerr talking to Steph Curry, or Taylor Jenkins talking to John Morant. Until I see that, I can only go by what's happening on the court, and obviously what I've heard from various sources. And what I'm seeing on the court suggests that Giannis does what Giannis thinks is best in a lot of situations. It doesn't mean he's ignoring a specific play called by Bud. And that's one of the problems for me and not being there in person is that I'm at the mercy of the cameras. So I can't see Bud and Giannis as he comes into the front court or the Bucks get possession, which means I can't tell if Bud has called a play or not. All I know is that Giannis took eight threes off the dribble in game three against the Nets, almost all of them on pull-ups without anyone touching the ball, and he made one. Now, God bless him for having that much resolve because the one he hit after missing his first six was a big one, putting the Bucks up 74-70 with 10 minutes left in the game. But trust me, if Bryn Forbes or Pat Connaughton pulled up that many times and missed without anyone touching the ball, they wouldn't have stayed on the court. They wouldn't have stayed on the court long enough <laughs> to take that many and miss that many pull-ups. The ESPN broadcasters, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, tiptoed around the subject, but they didn't avoid it. They couldn't. But if you know anything about them, look, Jeff in particular, he is loath to criticize any coach, in large part because he's a former one, and his brother Stan is currently in that capacity with the New Orleans Pelicans. But read between the lines, and he was heavily second-guessing Budenholzer, allowing Giannis to take that many threes or not run plays so that he could take shots from his sweet spots or from elsewhere essentially the places that I've been talking about. Mid-post, pinch-post, anywhere that's closer to the basket. Van Gundy outright said about the last three that he missed, and I don't think that is his shot or his sweet spot. Giannis's free-throw routine is an indulgence, too. Now that he's been whistled twice for taking more than 10 seconds to shoot, and had two attempts nullified before he could even make the attempt. Now, the routine, the deep breath, eyeing the rim, the exhale, all that is well and good. The pause, once he's lifted the ball to shoot, fine. But there's no need for six methodical dribbles. Three would get the job done, and slice damn near three seconds off his routine. I'm just not sure what point he's trying to make pushing the boundary every time. The crowd counting as they've begun to do now, or wondering, at least the, <laughs> the away crowds, 
uh, or wondering if I'm going to get another free throw taken away from me. That has to begin to work on him. The secret to the Bucks' success down the stretch in Game 3 to win the slugfest and cut the Nets' series lead in half to 2-1 is essentially that they didn't turn the ball over and they did play concerted defense. They only had 12 assists, which gives you an idea of how many isolation sets they ran, but they also only had 10 turnovers, including none in the last 8 minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, but they should have. Giannis got the ball on the right wing, about level with the free throw line. It looked as if he was going to do the sensible thing, which was to back his way to the mid post and then decide how to attack or see if he could draw a double team and pass out of it. Instead, he backed out to the right wing, faced up, and attacked a crowded paint, not surprisingly losing the ball on his dribble. Now, he was able to dive forward recover it, and then shoveled it to Chris Middleton coming down the gut for a shot. So it wasn't ruled a turnover, and they did get a shot out of it. But that didn't discourage Giannis from trying again. With 5.16 left, he caught it at the right elbow, or pinch post, and decided to dribble out to the top of the key, face up on Blake Griffin, and try to take him off the dribble in, once again, a crowded paint. Now think about this. He caught it in the right place. He caught it where he needed to catch it, which in my mind is that was the play. That's what they wanted to run. And then unilaterally decided, no, you know what? I want to I want to take Blake Griffin up to the top of the key and face up and go one-on-one. Now, Griffin ended up tying him up by blocking Gian- Giannis's layup attempt which resulted in a jump ball. Giannis won the tip, thereby preventing another deserved turnover. But that and the previous one would have given him seven turnovers for the game against just two assists. Now, if I'm Bud, I'm running all sorts of plays to make sure Giannis gets the ball. I do everything in my power to make him believe I want to develop him into a playmaker equal to LeBron or Doncic, which I should. But I'd also make some deal with him when it comes to pull-up threes, or maybe threes in general. Maybe it's a two-pull-up allowance. Hit one, and you have two more added to your piggy bank. You hit the first one, now you got an allowance of missing three before we decide we need to stick a pin in that and find another way for you to score. Same goes for face-up attacks against a set defense. For every face-up, I need two from the pinch or mid post, and I get to call when I need them. Look, I don't know if Giannis would go for all that, but it's a negotiation. As the coach, I just need to be able to use him the way I think is best in key situations. This kind of negotiation among stars and coaches is not something I just made up. It happens in varying forms. But in order to have those kind of conversations, you have to have a relationship. And you have to believe, or the player has to believe, that the coach isn't calling a specific play or asking him to play a certain way just to show that he's the coach or because he doesn't think that the player knows what he's doing. You're not going far if the star player 
believes you're exercising your ego because he has one too and he'll be damned if he's going to be a slave to yours now i don't know if bud and Giannis can get there i'm pretty sure though that if Giannis keeps going one for eight on threes and has twice as many turnovers as dimes the bucks are not winning this series even though they won game three with him doing exactly that that does it for this episode of on the ball on the united we cast network please rate and review the show on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts we've got two great games coming up next on the slate philadelphia and atlanta with their series tied 1-1 and phoenix going to denver nuggets seeing if they can do what the bucks did with the nets and bring the series back to 2-1 and then of course we've got utah and la game three on saturday brooklyn at milwaukee game four phoenix at denver again following that on sunday all of that will happen before the next podcast so in the meantime as always enjoy the games and thanks for listening Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.